This is the Ridge Hunter Outdoors Podcast. Hey everybody, this is episode 51. Got a good one for you tonight. We're going to be talking about, we'll give some updates on what Jess been seeing. He's been out in the woods a little bit. We'll get a shop update like normal. And then we'll see where it goes. But first, we were talking a little bit before about a buck I got on camera. And it reminded you of the first buck that you'd killed. One yeah. of the first bucks that you'd killed. Yeah. Yeah, and you started to tell the story, but I wanted you to wait. So, continue. Well, you was talking about <clears throat> one of the points that's broke off that buck you had on camera. Yep. And how, you know, you think about maybe fixing it yourself whenever you... if you harvest that deer bring mm-hmm. it to the shop and you can fix it yourself <clears throat> and i was going to tell you that it reminded me of that my first mountable buck that i killed 16 yeah. pointer yeah and it had a point that was broke off and i had your mom put a point on it well it looks fine but you can still tell it's just not natural mm-hmm. you know and i wish now i just left it the way that it was yeah well, when but, you got 15 other points, this one doesn't have that many points. So. Right. right. <laughs> he needs all the help he can yeah. get. And you, was, uh, I guess apparently you haven't heard this story, so you want me to share it. I know you've heard it before. I don't think they've heard it. But whenever... We've done 50 episodes, and I don't think they've heard it. <laughs> well, there's probably a reason We've for done that. 50 episodes, we've heard it. <laughs> well, you never know. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. I remember there was a cold front coming <laughs> in. Is after a tornado went through... Uh, was it that spring? Wait a minute. No, it was that spring. Remember the tornado one? Yeah, 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 I got it. I remember Because I was supposed to have been on the river fishing. What were you doing hunting in the springtime? That I was, wasn't. That was Alt 1. <laughs> yeah. Alt 1. Alt yeah. 1. Yeah. Yep. And I was, me and Buddy was running nets on the river, and we were supposed to have been down there that day fishing. But we decided that we'd watch the NASCAR race first. Well, it's a good thing we did, or we'd been sucked up and ended up in Kansas or wherever the hell we would have been at that. <laughs> Because the nader went right down the river where we was fishing at. Mm-hmm. We had to say we lost all our nets and all this stuff. So anyways, that fall. Wait, for those of you unfamiliar with redneck slang, nader is, is another word for tornado. Yeah. And since just, we are east of Kansas, you may or may not have ended up in Kansas. Naders don't, don't go west. I've you never seen know. a nader go west. And depending on which side of the nader I flipped out of. Oh, it's your story. <laughs> I just thought I'd translate for some of our less cultured viewers, yeah. listeners. If I'd flipped out on that side, I might have landed in Kansas. You, you don't could know have, that. yeah. Well, we're already in Kansas. Yeah, so there. We're on the, we're on the state line, basically. basically. So anyways, that uh, fall during deer season, me and a buddy of mine decided we was going to go bow hunting. He was going to take me down there, and we was going to bow hunt. So I had never been bow hunting down there, but... I knew the area from fishing. I knew there was good deer down there. So we go packing in half a mile with our bows and our climbers. And back then we didn't have the summit climbers. We had them steel, heavy-ass climbers, you know. Mm-hmm. And we crossed the creek and that. And I get there, and there ain't no trees to climb. Nader done took her out. <laughs> yeah. And so there was nothing but brush piles. 
Mm-hmm. And so I threw the climber down. I was aggravated. And I was like, I might as well just go home. But he went on down the creek and found him a place that he could climb. So there he is, and I'm sitting in this brush pile. Mm-hmm. Well, lo and behold, about an hour and a half into it, here comes pickup truck down on the other side. And it was somebody surveying the damage, you know, talking about how they was going to clean the creek out so mm-hmm. that way the water could flow and all this stuff. And I'm like, this is unbelievable. I cannot believe this is happening to me. So they up and leave. Well, then the cold front comes through. And it's starting to ice and snow and sleet and carry on. I'm like, I'm done. I'm just ready to go to the truck. Mm-hmm. And about five minutes after that, here come this buck. Didn't even know he was around. He come walking up there, started working a scrape. It's like, old buddy, I'm going to let you have it. <laughs> yeah. I was shooting high country then. Right. That split limb high country. I was so cold, and I drew back, and I tried to shoot him wherever I shot. I don't know if it was me or if I hit a limb that I didn't see, but anyways, it, I did a Chucky Barnett hot shot on him. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what a Chucky Barnett heart shot is, it's, I went through both hands. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yellow. He dropped his butt in. And he went <laughs> real loud. <laughs> he took off running into the ground. He wasn't supposed to be on. I thought, mm-hmm. oh, this is not going to be good. And then he turned right back around, come right back to me, and died 15 yards from my brush pile. <laughs> really? Yeah. So my buddy, he we had a little walkie-talkies, and he hollered at me on the walkie-talkie. He said, "What the hell was that?" <laughs> so what do you mean? Well, that noise. And I said, "I just killed a buck." No, you didn't. I said, yeah, I did. I said, I'm sitting here looking at him. <laughs> yeah. So he finally got down. We gathered it all up. By this time, it's just ice, and this temperature's dropping fast. We had dragged him across the creek, so we dragged him through the creek and up the bank to the pickup truck that he walked and got and mm-hmm. drove back with the heater on while I'm still there gathering everything else up. Mm-hmm. We get our stands, or I get our stands. I start walking across the creek while I tripped over some honeysuckle stuff. I landed face first in water. <laughs> trying to fetch our climbers up. He's standing up there laughing at me. Get that all sure gathered not. Yeah, get that all gathered up. And by the time we got everything loaded that, my uh, coveralls and everything, there's just ice. And I was so cold. And we couldn't just bring it up here to the shop. Oh, no, we had to drive around town and right. show it to everybody. That's yeah, against the law just to bring something straight in. Yes, yeah. and there that I big, am. you so... got to do it with a tailgate down. Oh, oh yeah, we had to take yeah, time can, to. You cannot. Run. We had to take time to get him positioned just right. So everybody thought that he shot that deer, and then they was all <laughs> shocked that we I was like, yeah. no, I killed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but we had to go around town for two hours. You get hours. a pretty good fine for putting the tailgate up if you got a buck in the truck. I think you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's... It appears so, because you never see anybody with a tailgate up and a buck in the truck. No. It's always down, the head's hanging. If it is, they got the head propped up where the horns are hanging out the side of the bed. But you got to prop the head up on the wheel wells if the tailgate's down. Well, if it's a small one, yeah. Yeah. Right. But no, you know, so anyways, yeah, we had to get that positioned for show and everything else. And finally, I just told him, bring the damn thing up here to the shop. I am cold. <laughs> I am ready to go home. So that's what we did. But, you know, all in all, it was a good hunt. One I'll never forget. And it was my first mountable buck. I think he ended up scoring in the 140s. Mm-hmm. You know, and he was a... 
he was a typical six by six, but he had some clusters like a starfish down at his base, and it added four more points to him. But yeah, yeah. anyways, get, that one point was broke off his G down there by the end. And what like, is that G one? Hell out. Okay. It was down there on the end. <laughs> okay, G down there on the end. <laughs> yeah, okay, it was broke off, and and I had uh, Lisa fix it. And looking back, I mean, it looks fine, but looking back, I think I wish now I just left it original. Well, I got that one over there that I killed a couple of years ago. Now that's all broke off on that one side, and I just left him. But that's a deer I didn't know either, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure I know this deer. And right, you know, I know him from last year, so. I don't know if I kill him. I'll decide then, but I think I might try to fix it. Yeah, and, I mean, to each his own. If you got pictures to go back, see, mm-hmm. back then we wasn't running cameras. Right. Back then. Yeah. And, you know, no, the first time we seen that deer was the when night you shot I killed him. it. Yeah. Right. And so she didn't have nothing to go by. You mm-hmm. know, we didn't. It's just like, well, let's just try to make it even with the yeah with the G five or whatever it was <laughs> yeah. across right on the other. That's uh, a broad end. Yeah, well, it is, but <laughs> yeah. On the other uh, main being, you know, and go from that. Well, you talk about the tailgate down thing. You didn't have Facebook and Instagram back in the day, so you had to show it off somehow. Right. Yeah. Not that they don't still do that, but. We didn't have to spend three hours when the temperature dropped down 10 degrees, and I'm a block of ice, so. <laughs> the deer was probably a block of ice by the time it, you got He there. was. Yeah, that's, that's really nice, too. It, yeah. Well, yeah. it makes them easy to skin and cape. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, fortunately we never get any like that i killed a decent deer in the bow's timber a long time ago and Mm -hmm. and it had a bunch of junk on it that was broke and lisa just kind of finished out the junk it it looks really nice yeah well it did well it did taking apart now ain't it no not quite all i thought it was Uh, i'm looking for another cape for it now but the the rack i forget what happened to it i know where it's at yeah yeah, I'm, yeah, I remember seeing it. I have to redo it and hang it back up again. Yep. Run out of space to hang them. I don't know. It happens. I ain't had that problem yet. No. Well, you well might I ain't hanging them at the house. I'm talking about up here. No. Yeah. Oh, well, I can bump a couple of mine if I shoot any, if I get either one of those bucks this year. But um, there was something else that I was gonna say after you heard before you mentioned that but i don't remember what it was anyway no if you hear that uh weird kind of sound like these things moving around that's going to be taken care of hopefully soon just we're getting some upgraded equipment here so we're uh getting a little better maybe hopefully it'll make it a little bit better but no you uh it's not bothering me it's bothering you ain't bothering me you mentioned the free frozen deer bringing them in here Mm mm-hmm which I thought was a decent segue into how what we've been seeing at the shop. I know there were a couple of decent deer in, one for sure shooter and one at least borderline that come in this past week. Ah, oh, yes. One really pretty wide buck and then another one, uh, pretty good eight or nine. Yeah, decent deer. Uh, and mostly skinheads still yet. The bucks that we've seen this week... I would say probably wasn't even pre-rut, maybe pre-rut, but probably not. Um, nothing, nothing to write home about. Just a couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the biggest buck that I've seen, well, for sure, the biggest one I've skinned out was a youth season deer still, and I had seen pictures yeah. of it 
and the pictures didn't really do it justice. It which was really be, nice. Which deer. would be two weekends ago. Yeah. Which it was, it's an upper 60s, I think, pushing up against 170, probably heavy. It's not incredibly wide, but heavy and tall and carried its uh, mass out pretty it far. It carried mass very well. Mm -hmm. Sure did. Yeah, it was a really nice deer. But that deer was swelled up. Um, that would, If it was like the 1st of November, I'd say he's rutting hard. But Yeah, he's a big de old deer. I think. Definitely pretty rut. I know one guy that I talked to quite a bit that talked about a little bit before the podcast. He's been seeing some more mature deer. He was telling me last night he saw a decent four-and-a-half-year-old, and then tonight saw a really mature buck that he's going to put his old man on that is kind of an interesting deer. I'll show you guys pictures of it when we get done, if I remember. But So even though we're in kind of that lull period, there are some moving if you're in the right spot. I have been uh, – I went – yesterday and saw one deer as i was getting out of the truck and i went the night before that and saw six or seven just two little bucks one little four corn and then i did see what i believe to be one of my shooters driving out on the neighbor's property but nothing from the stand so and i talked a little bit about it i did the full draw friday episode earlier today recorded it for tomorrow and talked a little bit about I'm just kind of staying out of the best spots right now and trying to play it a little bit safe. But I know, Jeff, you've been out the last few nights. Uh, <laughs> last, We'll start with last night, though, because you had kind of an interesting setup. Well, oh, unorthodox. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> they're, oh, it's by my house. and I found an inside corner of some standing corn <clears throat> that joins up against the woods in a ditch. Mm -hmm. And... You know, it's on my sister's property, so I can hunt there, no problem. Well, I got down there, and they have just tore that corner up. And there's some water in that ditch, so I'm assuming that's one of the main reasons, because we're in a big-time drought. If you got water right now, you're probably going to find the deer. Yeah. That's another thing that guy was telling you about told me. He said, if you've got green food and water right now, you've got the deer. Yeah. At least that's what he's seen. And, you know, they got paths going in and out of the neighbor's woods there. And crossing the ditch, and there's a cut bean field on the west side of the ditch. Well, the way the wind was blowing at 25 knots an hour <laughs> <laughs> yesterday, my only option was really the best option was to sit in the cornfield. And so I, the way the rose was running and stuff, I sat probably uh, probably 15 foot inside the corn, the standing corn. Mm -hmm. Found me a little opening there and put my seat. By the way, that seat I got off you for uh, it's the boss seat. I think so. Yep. It's a trifold seat with a backrest. Mm -hmm. And if you uh, enjoy ground hunting like I do or hunt, even hunting out of blind, that is the way to go. It's pretty. It's, it's, right, it's yeah. this good. It's just the right height. Mm -hmm. It's got that backrest. It's really comfortable and it's real lightweight to carry in. Yeah, and you can move around in it too. You can move around. It doesn't swivel or anything, but like you can, like if you you're drawing a, even a regular compound bow, you can twist. Yeah, it's good. just a tripod seat, so yeah. it is. And so, anyways, love that seat. Best $30 I spent. So, anyways, I set that up. Like, well, look down the rows to that corner, but then I kind of had a blind spot where I. Was expecting the deer to come out, mm -hmm. and so I just ever so gently pushed. 
a few of the standing stalks out of the way. Well, they didn't have any corn left on them, did they? No. 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 And, you know, moved them out of the way, so I had a shooting lane to where I was expecting the deer to come out. And it was a really good setup. I I took some pictures and showed you guys, and Mm -hmm. I was really proud of it. Uh, Yeah, I'll put the picture you sent us either. The deer wasn't as proud of it as I was because they didn't show up. (laughs) Well, they'd obviously been in there. They'd been in there. I did see some... Uh, I think they crossed the ditch uh, before they got to me, and they went out to the cut bean field because mm-hmm. I seen them coming from the southeast, working their way west, northwest. They was probably a hundred yards from me by the time I saw them, so yep. I knew there was nothing I could do with them except yep. sit there and watch them. Mm-hmm. But no, I, sometimes you just gotta, you know, try something new. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, what what you got to lose? Especially this time of year, if you're yeah. not if you're not in a spot where you're worried about bumping your your main buck, like if you're in a safe spot to do it, and you're just looking for something different, it keeps your interest too, and yeah. it keeps and you I, a little more focused, even. And I don't have no main buck there. I was just basically, I mean, right. I yeah. just hunt meat. Yeah, that's all I was doing. Yeah, that's all. That's all I'm still doing. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> venison. Oh, I didn't say a word. <laughs> Did I? No. Did I say anything? I was going to let it slide. <laughs> no, but I, know I did. Your, I know your thought process. You have no well. I've known you for thirty-five years. <laughs> I know your thought process. But Go ahead with your story. Anyways, yes, you know, I'm just meat hunting right now, and <clears throat> so in places like that where you don't have a target buck, and you're just trying to uh, put something on the scoreboard as mm-hmm. or in the deep freeze, however you want to look at it. You know, don't be afraid to try something different. Yeah. You know, it might work out, it might not. If it don't work out, you ain't lost nothing. Exactly. You ain't hurt anything. Yeah. That's kind of what I was talking about, like not hunting your best spots right now. Because why take a chance of ruining that for the best hunting of the year that's coming up here in the next week to two weeks, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but then you got back out. Oh, like I was going to say, uh, I'll put that picture that you took and send us either on Facebook or I'll make it this episode. Oh, because it's kind of a cool picture just to see the setup you're talking about and using some natural stuff as a blind. Right. As long as they didn't come right down your row from behind you, you were all right. Right. Yeah. But anyway. God, why would any deer do that? No. Because the sons of guns did it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so, tonight's hunt. You went out. Where were you at? Same general area. Uh yeah, it's probably a little west of there. What a half mile northwest of there on the, yeah. on the creek. Because I was thinking, well, okay, let's go to a bigger water source. Did mm-hmm. you cross the bridge? Yes. And then you were on the... I was on the north side of the bridge. Which side of the road? West side of the road. Okay. Yep. Walked back in there about uh, about a quarter of a mile. And there, I was between two bedding areas. As I was walking in there, you got the creek, and it's got some cutoffs, what we call cutoffs, which is old dry creek beds you know that mm-hmm. they cut off and levied up and stuff when they straighten the creek out so there's filter strips through there but between the cutoffs the filter strips about what 80 yards cross till you get to the field and then of course the field is standing corn while i was walking through there about four o'clock i knew about where i wanted to go and as i was on my way i looked up and i seen a big old doe step out of the corn into mm-hmm. one of them cutoffs. 
thought, well, I'm not going to go where I wanted to go, but maybe I can cut her off, get in there where it's narrowed down, and and maybe I can catch her in the timber because she wasn't spooked. She didn't know I was there. Mm-hmm. Thought maybe if nothing else, she went in to get a drink of water. I can catch her moseying around and put a bolt through. Mm-hmm. So I get in there, didn't spook nothing, sitting on top of the levee. I'm about, that's probably 10 yards from me to the edge of the filter strip, but it is thick, 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 thick stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the creek is just right there over the levee. So I see down the creek, there's a sandbar on the other side, you know, good place for the deer to cross, good crossing there. I'm sitting there on the levee with my back up against a maple tree and my tripod boss chair. Mm-hmm. And I was texting you. Uh, and you said, yeah, it looks like a good setup. And I'm like, yeah, I think so, as long as nothing comes up from behind me. Mm-hmm. About 6 o'clock this evening, about the time deer are start moving, yeah. I heard twigs snap behind me. And I thought, oh, crap. And so I just ever so slowly peep around the maple tree, and there she was, mm-hmm. about five feet from me. We was eyeball to eyeball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And what do you do in that situation? I just duck my head and look down, hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Well, she jumped back off, and she, you know she couldn't have been on the bottom side of the levee on, <laughs> on the berm, or she couldn't have been on the outside of the levee. Oh no, she had to be right there mm-hmm. with me. Well, she jumped down off the levee back the way she come and stood out there about twenty yards from me in the brush, and she blew, and she blew, and she blew, and she kept blowing. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, this hunt's right. You know, anything that right. is coming should have already been here, and yeah. she's done ruined it for me. I thought, <laughs> and if they were on their way, they turned around and divided. Yeah. yeah. So I thought, you know, I ain't got nothing to lose. I might as well just spin around, throw my crossbow up, and try a Hail Mary shot mm-hmm. if I get a chance, and uh, that didn't work out either. So she ran out there. And wait, 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 wait. You just kind of glossed over that didn't work out. What, what do you mean? Huh? Did you fling a bolt to Timbuktu or did no. you just not get a shot no, off? No, I just didn't get a shot okay, off. Okay, I mean, she is on high alert. She had me pinned down. Yeah. She knew it. Quick just, draw. Yeah. She hip shot her, but yeah. I was trying to be ethical about this. Yeah, as you should. And yeah. so, you know, I just didn't have nothing else to lose. And so yeah. I just spun around and tried to find her in the scope real quick and... That was all. She, she was gone. Huh? She took out her filter strip, and then she stood out there, sixty yards, and blew and blew and blew. And finally, I just packed up my stuff. I walked out there, and I hollered, "Just get the hell out of here!" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is with you and these old doses that blow all the time? I don't know, but I'm really had my fill up. <laughs> <laughs> you need to start shooting them. <laughs> I know it. So then, top it off, make things even worse. You know, it was or still, better, depending on it was still legal shooting mm. hours, so I still had my arrow on my crossbow. I thought, you know, I can hunt my way to the truck. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, just maybe, I might catch something that didn't hear all the commotion, mm-hmm. you know, between here and the truck. So I'm walking through there, didn't see nothing. I get to the truck. I'm like, oh, all right, I'll discharge my arrow. Mm-hmm. Ah, no, my discharge arrow's gone. <laughs> Can't find it nowhere. <laughs> so I lost it somewhere, you know, and just $20 arrow gone. Yeah, yeah. Light and knock, all that stuff. Now it's out there somewhere. Who knows? Discharge tip. Yeah, discharge tip that you just got me a few weeks ago. So 
That's all gone. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm not going to shoot one of my broadheads into the dirt. And I'm only half a quarter from the house. Surely I can make it there without discharging your discharging crossbow. my crossbow and and Mr. Tim driving by and catching me or anything like that. Well, I'm sure it was locked, right? Yeah, it, yeah. I locked it, but still. Not the first time he's discharged anything in his truck, I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, back to the crossbow. But it's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard anything like that crossbow would. No. So, anyway, anyways, I'm driving not home. Not that fast. I'm driving home, <laughs> half a quarter to the house. Look over. There's a doe 15 feet off the road with her arm up, pointing uh, at her side. You know, here, shoot me. You yeah. know, I even stopped the truck and looked at her, and I was like, ah, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so then I get up there by the end of my woods, and I happen to look down there, and there's a big deer standing like 15 feet from my stand that I got at the north mm-hmm. end of the property feeding mm-hmm. on the beans. That he wasn't in. That mm-hmm. I wasn't in. Yeah. And so I just got home. I said, heck with it. I'm done. <laughs> Wrap it up for the night. Wrap it up for the night. Come up here, entertain y'all, <laughs> buy a discharge arrow off of you because yeah. my crossbow is still hanging up in the closet, cocked and ready to go. <laughs> Oh, boy. I ain't even going to try tomorrow. I'm done. No? No. No. Your miseries are entertainment, if that makes it any better. Uh, I ain't seen no bucks. Everything I've got on camera is about a half hour before shooting light or an hour after shooting light. So, mm-hmm. Speaking just... of cameras, I don't have anything on the food plot to speak of. No, we had not. not certainly nothing in daylight. We had one... Three does. Yeah, maybe it was like just six in the morning. Yeah, it was before daylight, and did we have one picture of a couple of does in during daylight? And that was it. It was this earlier. Time. It wasn't this week. It was okay. Last week. So we haven't had anything moving through there it, during shooting hours, anyway. Mm-hmm. We got so much standing corn around us. That's what I was right. gonna say. I think it's a matter of what's around right now. What's that? Every location that I hunt, whether it's Hamilton County or there around the house is standing corn mm-hmm. and boy it is kicking my butt i'm not disappointed in the food plot I, I have considered moving my camera to the north edge of the woods but it's not a cell camera so i don't want to go in there and check it all the time i just soon leave that alone i think mm-hmm. with especially shot, that with, oak flats with shotgun season coming up you know in a couple of weeks and actually here in a couple of weeks couple of six weeks or so. <laughs> well, close. Yeah. Well, here in a couple four weekend weeks. before Thanksgiving. Four weeks. By November 1st, where I'm at down in Hampton County on, by that state property, yeah. it's going to fill up with hunters. Yeah. And so I always try to pull my camera out of there before they show up. Mm-hmm. So I thought whenever I do that. I'm not real sure what you're worried about. I, all good, honest people. Yeah. But anyways, before, <laughs> whenever I do do that, well, then I'm going to put my camera down there on the north end. And then we can see what goes on down there during shotgun season. I got a good idea what goes on down there during shotgun season. But, you know, at least we can see what's there and maybe have an idea of what we can hunt after shotgun season's mm-hmm. over with. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious to see if there's anything at the farm. I know well, there is in the springtime. They mm-hmm. bed there a lot, but I don't There's know. a guy that's got to stand there, and he kills big deer every year. And then there's... Jeff's buddy, who 
knows a lot about the property, but's never been on it. <laughs> See, <laughs> my he, ex-brother-in-law. He, he knows where the creek runs. He knows where it turns at. He knows who hunts there. Um, but he'd like to hunt there sometime. Mm. But he would. <laughs> he kills nice deer, too. He's a good guy. Oh, yeah. Well, you need to put He's a camera up and then go hunt. Yeah, I, I got yeah. no problem with him at all. No. My luck, I'd shoot a horse. For those of you that don't know, that's our producer, Hunter. That's my sister that runs Sick Inc. here in town that made the studio for us. So she's jumping on tonight since Nate's not here. He's dealing with baby issues tonight. Well, I don't want to call him issues, but he had a sick sick baby. Nothing serious, but he was staying home to help mom out with that. So I had those 25 years ago. Give or take. Yeah. Never had that privilege. <laughs> privilege, problem, however you want to look at it. Well, problem. certainly a privilege. Yeah. Now it's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what are you going to do? I know there's deer there. I don't, I don't. For a 10 acre property, she's got quite a few deer there. Well, it's in a good spot, I think. Yeah. It's a great spot. We yeah. know on the neighbor's property there's, well, I've hunted it before and seen deer on it. Nothing big, but I only hunted it once or twice. So. But it's surrounded by beans this year. Mm-hmm. And they looked really pretty last time I was up there. So hopefully. I just hate to run the guys out that's been hunting since mm-hmm. it's family ground. My grandmother had it. They don't go up there and, and bow hunt, though, most of the I, time. I've, I've tried to kind of hint around to when they hunt and when they don't. And I, I think they've got to, I know they have stand in there. I don't know anybody that climbs in there. We but, found a couple stands this spring. But the guys that have permission, I think they just shotgun hunt it. So it would be. It'd be interesting to spend a weekend up there and hunt it, but like I can I get know a weekend one the, away. One of the stands I saw up there a few years ago, you could have paid me to climb up there and sit in that thing. The way mm-hmm. it was hanging and set up. It's not there now. It's not there. I killed a deer there a few years ago, matter of fact. The one thing about that property, though, with the people that are there, is that they treat it like it's their own property. Mm-hmm. Oh, they watch it like a they hawk. They watch it like a hawk. If there's somebody new comes in, they know you it. know it. I know it. They yep. know it. Yeah, I, I, that, and I don't want to upset that. I'm okay with what they do, you right. know, <clears throat> and so I don't want to change that. And it's, it's They hunt the woods, though, and yes. I think if you sat more in the pasture side, you could see quite a bit too. Yeah, they hunt on the south side of the creek. Yeah. There's definitely deer on the north. Well, there's deer all over that, but they run that. That's where I sat. Yeah. Both fences. Well, that's where I shot that deer. I was on the south side of the creek, actually. Uh, me and Tubbsy went up there. Did you go? No, this that time. I don't think so. Well, that's pretty. That's I went more by myself know. than I went with anyone well, else. Well, we went. He sat on one side, and I sat on the other. And this doe come out at early. And I shot her at 20 yards on one side of the tree, and she died 20 yards to the other side of the tree. But it was just one of those deals where this is a, one of the first times that it had probably been hunted by us. Mm-hmm. And I thought, she's there, I'll kill her just, you know, just because. We had we probably hadn't had it for very long at that time. Because that's getting to be several years ago now. But well, we're going to go check it out this weekend, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Sunday, I think. And see what's out there. I got, I've also got three more... Not, I mean, they're nothing fancy about them cameras, not cell cameras or anything to put up. I'm going to try to really get an idea of what those deer are doing, like that one we were talking about before um, with the broken tine. I'm going to try to figure out what him and that other deer are doing for sure where they're bedding and kind of figure out where they're coming from and going and the ends of their ranges and stuff, at least on that particular farm. And then I might have one left over to put somewhere. But I checked, and I don't know if I talked to you yet, the two cameras on yours there in the woods and haven't 
Uh, I think I told you that. I hadn't really got anything. Some does, same does that we know are there, that spike that we've seen before. But, but the, I don't, the goofy spike? No, it's oh. just a regular spike. But I don't oh, look scrappy. No, scrappy. That's so. Jeff's. That's Jeff's name for him. Scrappy. I like scrappy. I'd like to let him go for a couple of years to, to see, see what, what he kind does. Of, no, I'm not going to shoot him. Huh? I'm not going to shoot him. <laughs> well, I ain't going to waste a buck tag on him now. But I'm just saying, a couple of years, I think. Well, you might if he gets down about the last day of the season or something. No. Okay. If he gets down the last day of the season and I'm still hunting. I ain't nothing for him. <laughs> yeah, but if he happens to saw by then, by, it's cold, and I've got a good reason. If he's made it that long, though, he might as well just leave him going. Oh, yeah, I, I'm not going to shoot him just, <laughs> yeah. to, just to see. Yeah. Uh, that I don't look for those cameras to really heat up too much, though, until... Yeah, about two more weeks. Usually, <clears throat> so since I've been running cameras there, and I went back and looked the other day, and based on when I've seen deer there... Outside of that one on the 16th of October, which he just happened to be in there and had found the clover. Like, I'm satisfied. He was just lost, <laughs> and he'd found it. But other than that, like, <laughs> that October, like, 29th to November 2nd is where I've seen most of the deer, most of the bucks, good bucks show up in there. That's why I keep yeah. saying Halloween, yeah. Halloween. I got a good picture on Halloween one year in that in the original plot. I shot that deer two years ago i missed that deer that was the one i missed back there on november 1st i think that was two years ago and then i had another decent picture early november i don't remember the exact date in the same original food plot so i really don't look for that to heat up too much until that late november probably early november first few days of november time frame that's when we usually start to see those deer show up there so i'm not too discouraged about it yet and like like i was saying we've got the green and we've got the water so i think when that corn's out if they when and they find we got, it we got the does yeah when they find it they're going to be in there pretty regular uh, I th- your dad killed a nice doe out there two weeks ago mm-hmm. yeah we talked about it last yeah, week. on the north end of that well i went here last week yeah no but yeah i was yeah we talked about it yeah. a little bit last mm-hmm. week uh and that we've got a pretty like you said we got a decent herd of does and there seems yeah. like if she was dry she that, hadn't raised a young no, I think my lab brought her young enough early this morning. <laughs> well, that's what we I mean, that's, 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 that's plausible. Now, right. whether he killed it or not, or he just found it, I don't know. But Right. Yeah, that was a, potentially the one that I t- had the picture of there in the clover plot early. Yeah, because this week know. or two later that mm-hmm. he brought a dead fawn up to the house. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but, but that's also weren't right about the time I lost that chihuahua to... Mm-hmm. Whatever. whatever yeah bobcat or coyote whatever it was mm-hmm. yeah so. i got another call from the guy that farms some of the ground i hunt he's usually pretty good about calling me and letting me know when they're getting crops out and stuff within a day or the day of and he'd called me and told me they were getting the beans out tonight of one place and he said he saw a nice 10 pointer in there and i told him about the pictures i had the one that probably three and a half year old 10 that i'd showed you guys pictures of and he said that sounded like him didn't have a lot of mass but real pretty framed deer so it sounds like he's still hanging around and then i got that younger eight point again out there but and i don't i don't know if you guys talked about this the last time or not but that's one thing that well just like the night me and you went hunting and you was able to get that doe you know, combines are running, man. You need to be out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're like, well, i got a combine, i got wagons, tractors, and everything else. I'm like, just send it out. Just send it out. And 
deer will come out to see what's going on, you know, as soon as they leave. And sure enough, you know, the combine's left, and what was it, 40 minutes? Uh, probably, yeah. That the deer would come out and you was able to harvest that big deer. I think they come out. That That's pretty regular for them to come out like that because they came out in the field, and then I was, I was sitting in a climber in Oak Flat, they came out in the field and then went right to the oak flats mm-hmm. rather than staying in the beans because he'd left some there were some green be- greener beans along the edge there and i actually talked to him after that he said he left them just as kind of he wasn't going to harvest them anyway and he right. thought well mm-hmm. the deer eat on them but they passed them up went into the open field and then came into the acorns that were falling this year so yeah, yeah that's when they're running them, you got a good chance of them jumping something out of there and yep. potentially running them into the cover if that's where you're at. And the deer around this area, the Midwest, they're familiar with farm equipment. Yeah. You know, they don't really. It's all they've them. ever known. It doesn't yeah. bother them. And yep. they know when the farm equipment's running, well, you know, they'll go out there and investigate to see what's going on. And the, then, like I said, they may run them out while they're running them, but then when they're gone, if you can get in there within the 12-hour period after they get a, a cornfield shell or a bean field cut, you're likely to see a good number of deer, whether you see that big deer or not. Right. You're going to have a good chance, I yeah. think. Cause That's that deer I, that you got to mount came from mm-hmm. a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. The guy told me he knew that deer was hanging out in the ditch, and the combine was running in the field, and he thought, I need to be there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sure enough. Like you said, they're used to that. They've been around it all their life. So they know when that when they're out, whatever is left in that field is there now for them to go get. Right. And mm-hmm. the reason I say you need to be in there pretty quick is because, like we've talked about before, the equipment nowadays doesn't leave enough stuff behind for it to last very long. Mm-hmm. Those deer are going to pick through that thing and, not and only pick that, it clean so fast. Yeah. Not only that, uh, you got uh, the <laughs> – well – they're still diesel so far, unless Joe and the rest of them have their way. <laughs> yeah. They'll have to stop and solar charge and everything yeah. else halfway through the day. But, right. You know, you got the noise from the combines and from the equipment and stuff, so you can kind of get away with more, mm-hmm. you know, while those are running. And they're going to be focused on those two. They're watching them. Right. So. You know, and so, yeah, you have – I don't know if it opens up a bigger – window opportunity for you or not but i just enjoy being out there whenever the combines and tractors and stuff are running because the deer are paying more attention to them than they are everything else it definitely piques their interest and actually the first picture i got of spencer that's what we're calling that buck that i showed you before amanda named it oh so uh she had her own reason for it but anyway the first picture i got of him was the night that they got done shelling that corn and then I got Ghost is the other one there, we're calling him, that same night. Well, early the next morning. So that just goes to prove what you're talking about. If the, Maybe if they'd have got done shelling that corn, like if it had been daytime and it had been there that evening, maybe they're in there a little earlier. But I wasn't there regardless, so it didn't matter. But it just proves the point. Yeah. And actually, I think I talked about him with Nate a little bit last week. I don't know if you remember Bill Winky. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was on Midwest Whitetail, and he quit here pretty recently and now he's doing his own thing again but i remember watching him on a hunt a couple years ago now maybe 2019 of course a lot of those guys like they're hunting out of those redneck blinds and whatever muddies right i can't remember the brand he was affiliated with at the time but his farmer let him know he was going to shell the corn so 
he had the blind on a trailer so he just took the blind out there with his pickup truck and put it in the shelled corn that night and killed a really nice buck because he knew the same thing we're talking about you got a really good chance of seeing those deer because they've been waiting for that too to a certain extent because like i said that's the easiest pickings for them that's going to be the easiest picking for them as far as food goes corn goes especially all year is as soon as those combines get out of there and not only that it reduces their cover so it forces them to the fence rows and to the ditches and to the yeah timber and stuff you know. yeah and you'll see the effects like of that right now after. you know we're <laughs> i'm hunting these standing cornfields and stuff and it's wearing me out because you know i might be what looks like a good spot but the deer are coming out 50 yards from me and i can't see them because of the standing corn mm-hmm. you know and so i'm missing them in that yeah, when he gets done with that, it'll be like clear-cutting 40 acres. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's where the one I said. And I was disappointed tonight because he had the combine parked. Evidently, his bins are full and he's batch-drying, so. Mm-hmm. That's where. He might get them done by the first of November. Who right. Knows? When I saw that <laughs> shooter driving out the other day, he was, they had shelled the first couple passes of that cornfield mm-hmm. and then quit for whatever reason. Like you said, maybe they filled up or bins or something but and he was out in the shelled part of that cornfield but as soon as i drove by in the truck he went back into the standing stuff yeah. so i'm pretty sure he was at least standing there that night yep. and that's one that i haven't seen or got pictures of since the night they shelled corn on where i'm hunting so mm-hmm. i wonder if he's not staying up in there no, i'm sure they but, are yeah that's a challenge that you got right now you know and if you can find if you're in a spot where the corn is shelled and you've got that cover like your woods for example when that corn's out that's going to be the best route they have to take through there is the right. woods the timber yep. so and then that's going to force them through the food plot too so mm-hmm. it's going to help find that but and there's times where if you do have some standing corn it can be a benefit too because maybe if your neighbor doesn't they're going to be more likely to be on your property it's just still a matter of getting them out of there or catching them when they're coming in and out yeah but yeah that's definitely what we're fighting right now um but that gives you a chance to sit in the corn like you did the other night yeah, it's interesting till you know, about, what did I tell you, it's got 15 minutes before dark, all the birds decide to roost <laughs> yeah. in the corn stalks yeah. next yeah. to me. Yeah. I was freaking out, thinking that deer, you know, mm-hmm. three rows from me or not, and then it's just birds. But Yep, yep. So, yeah, that's definitely one thing this time of year that's happening is the harvest and all that with the corn coming out. And as dry as it's been, a lot of guys should be getting them out here within i think the next week or so if it stays dry but just depends on i know a lot of guys are going to be finishing up within the next week now depending on where you're at like what you're talking about around your woods heck it might be the first of november still yet but yeah i mean that's fine it is what it is yeah yeah but it ain't hurting us any really i mean no it's actually kind of a a little bit of a draw mm-hmm. we're just not seeing them right if that's now. the only corner yeah, that's around the thing. we're not seeing them right now but as soon as the rut comes in you know if that standing corn is still there we can have a lot of fun even you know you can stay out of the woods and hunt the corn you know yep. i think that that i should have had my butt kicked tonight for not one of us yeah where, well no where have i seen that doe oh. going to the creek i should you know, I should have just jumped in about three rows of corn, set yep. up, and sat there. Wait for her to come back. And wait for her or whatever else to come out there mm-hmm. instead of going to the tent. But I was focused on water. I had that in my brain. You know, it's warm today. They're going to have something to drink. And 
mm-hmm. seeing her walk to the creek I, that reinforced it and yeah there's a water hole where that where he was cutting beans tonight that i was telling you about where that buck's at that younger buck when i went a couple weeks ago still had a decent amount of water in it and i mean it looked like a hog waller around it when i went back last night there was maybe the size of this table still wet in the middle of that little watering hole so if you got a pond especially if you've got any kind of green food source like clover that's going to have some moisture in it that's going to be like a magnet right now which is one i guess benefit to it being so dry if you're a hunter but you got to have it and you got to have the right situation the right wind to hunt it and all that so that goes into it too and the right way to get in and out of it if you've got a water hole though that's not close to any bedding or anything then it's not really going to make a difference they're not going to go that far to get to water they're going to waste more energy getting there than they are going to benefit from it unless you're like my property in hamilton county where i have to walk around the standing cornfield and pass the water hole to get to my stand right right you know i refuse to go there in the mornings because every I've been there twice in the mornings, and every time I got busted because they was bedded down by the pond mm-hmm. They're still they water, and I had to walk by them to get to my stand. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy maybe could set up on the opposite side in those sea or the pine trees on the other side of that pond if you had the right wind from, yeah. like, where your stand Yeah, is. you'd have to have a directly west wind. Yeah. But, you know, then you go into a cattle pasture, but there is an open... And there, we, is, there is a shelled cornfield on the other side of the cattle pasture. Mm-hmm. So in the mornings, I don't know if maybe they might be coming from that shelled cornfield to the, through the pasture to the pond and then going to the bedding area or not. Mm-hmm. And we saw some pretty good trails there Was mm-hmm. this last winter when we walked that shed hunting. Yeah, this spring when we shed hunting. Where well, do you yeah. think they're bedding that? Where do I think they're bedding that? Yeah. Well, they're bedding there in the pine thicket around that pond yeah or in the standing cornfield one too yeah so they're already on their bed in their bedding area when you walking in of the morning yeah. yeah most of the time i think well did we talk about that last week i think maybe that's the reason i brought up winky last week was there was something interesting that i thought he was talking about a deer he'd killed last year and he was going in there and actually sleeping because he had kind of like where you're at he had no good way to get in and out mm-hmm. so he'd just take like a little camp set up a bag and he would sleep in there at night and he said one thing that he kind of learned from doing that was most of the time and obviously during the rut and different times of year it changes but most of the time those deer are back in their bed pretty considerably before daylight Mm -hmm. you know so it's not necessarily that like in the mornings you're catching them going back to their bed that's why early season it's hard to hunt mornings a lot because they're already in their bed before daylight breaks yeah you know i'm I'm sure that's what's going on i told you the the other morning when i walked in there around the corner there of the standing corn to go to the stand and I scanned out there by the pond and I seen six sets of eyes laying down <laughs> yep. you know there in the it up. field around the pond yep and then I got to my stand anyways they didn't blow but then I got to my stand well then when they come in there the wind had switched and that old doe started blowing at me and it was all over with mm-hmm. now I didn't here, even see a damn turkey yeah <laughs> <laughs> now even they knew that sound yeah. Even now here in another week, though, you might be able to catch them as they stay out later and later of a night in the night. And then in the morning, maybe able to catch them going back in there. The bucks and stuff running their scrapes and looking for the first does. But this time of year, especially in early season, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Yep. 
because and if they're not back in their bed they're out in a uh, main food source so if you got to walk by that like that cornfield for example yep. it's tough too so but yeah that that property is going to have some challenges mm-hmm. i can see that already and i know who farms to stand in cornfield and that might be there till thanksgiving <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yep. i think that's one of those places that if you can catch it right between this lull and the really start of the rut where most guys are going to start hunting that state ground in november if you can catch that week like the 25th to 30th 31st maybe you catch a buck cruising through there before anybody else is in there after them where they're before they're pressured too much Checking you mean of october yeah. yeah yeah or they could pressure them over on you yeah, off yeah. The state ground. i mean i'm sure that can happen too and then 25th of november maybe you get in there and find a buck running around because he's been pushed over there. I got a pretty good guess that the 25th of November, your dad's going to have me tied up. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a damn so, good guess. Yeah. You, know, just, yeah. you can bank on that, buddy. Yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking about the second week of November yeah. when hunting's done. Yeah, How's your uh, over. food plot looking down there? Where? At the place we're talking about. Hamilton County? Yeah. It looks it looks good. Uh, we got, well, we watched card. Uh, yesterday, wasn't mm-hmm. it? And we seen some does and stuff uh, grazing on the food plot. It's mm-hmm. mostly the it's mostly grasses. Yeah, there's a little bit of clover in there. I think it's mostly the ryegrass and that. Yeah, just the lack of moisture. I'm sure has a lot to do yeah. with that. But uh, we noticed you picked it up, Scott, on uh, you know that licking branch that we hung up and stuff. Mm-hmm. We noticed some bucks working on that in the video, didn't we? Yes, we did. But that but you haven't dressed that in a couple of weeks, have you? I ain't touched it. Yeah. Since So they're keeping it fresh. Last time you're working I ain't it. touched that since uh first weekend of October. Well, when we put it up, you dressed it. That's the last time it's been dressed. No. Well, he dressed it back in uh when uh, when made you when put that hung, up? When you hung the stand. When we hung the stand. No, well, you went in there one time after that. I went in there first, think. first weekend of October. Yeah. Did you dress the licking branch then? I dressed it with okay. uh, the Ridge Hunter Buck Tarsal spray, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> so that you can buy here in downtown Wayne City. That's right. Yeah. Or online. Or online. Yeah. But Shipped uh, out of Kansas. Yeah. Yeah, well. So if you're in but Illinois, I, it might take a while. But I did. I dressed it up the first weekend of uh, October during the first hunt okay. season. Okay, well, it's had... The point but of the whole story is it hasn't been dressed since then, and they're no. working on it. They're working on it. Because I've seen that on the camera. We've seen, yep. Anything from last year yet? Seen any bucks from last year yet? Not the one I was wanting to see. Yeah. Seen anything decent? Mm. Yeah. Hard to tell <laughs> based on the video. Let's just say no. Yeah, I won't go for no. Yeah, we're going to go with no. Okay borderline younger deer not that I, not that i'm trying to hide anything from anybody that might be listening i'm just we're just going with no yeah, yeah borderline young yeah yeah that's uh, yeah yeah that yeah, borderline young potential yeah two more years dandies but mm-hmm. right now no yeah not and the one from last year though no for sure not, not yet i'm keeping my fingers crossed yeah hope he never shows know. up but never know that's what if he's I think that one you're talking about, if he was taken legally, we would have heard about it. Oh, yeah. Just because so of the hopefully characteristic he was, hopefully of Hopefully he's still there. Yeah. 
I mean, it's not like he's a 200-inch deer or anything, but he just had to know. No, but you hear something. You, you like would have heard about it. Yeah. As close as we are to that. Yeah. Even if it's not customers, we would have heard about it. Yeah. And not only that. Unless it was not poached. not from customers, but also from people I deal with from my work over on that side of the county. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, from both sides of the county. Yeah. You know, I would have heard. Well, about you're it. practically famous. Practically. Regionally, that's what. Uh, so Nate was telling me, and I'll tell you guys this after because I don't really want to say it on the podcast yet. But he was talking to a guy today, and I, who is, I guess maybe somewhat notable if you, well, uh, anyway, I'll just leave that where it is. But notable I, I, for what? I asked him. <laughs> Hell, you're notable, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta realize where we're at. <laughs> yeah. I asked him how the how about this? The people he's associated with are you would recognize them. So I asked him if he if he told him that he was here go <laughs> yeah regionally almost famous if he was if he knew he was a regionally almost famous podcaster he said he didn't so I, why he wouldn't pull that card i don't know i, I think that'd be a trump to about anything if you're on the ridge hunter outdoors podcast my gosh and nate think. nate is regular he is he's, he's definitely regional the cowboy and he's he's definitely famous I said he's regionally almost famous. Oh, I'm, I'm telling you, from being a cowboy, he's made more than almost famous. Well, only in certain crowds, certain circles. Yes, apparently they heard. Apparently they had heard about him up north. He had. Iowa. I don't know if his girlfriend had, but he had. He had been. He there. was afraid of it. Well, see, Nate is the only one of us that had been up there before. That's what I'm saying. So they knew about him. Obviously, they've heard. At least the guy did. Yeah. Because he was scared for his life. Well, no, he was scared for his woman. <laughs> wife. Life, whatever. Well, yeah, same thing. No. Anyway. No, we covered what's been going on with your hunting. We covered the shop. We got anything else? What about your hunting? I've been four times, and then I kind of talked about the last two times. I saw a handful of deer about 5 o'clock to come out in the shelled cornfield uh, Tuesday night, and then had that four corn walk underneath me, but no shooters. And then got in and out clean, so it wasn't like I heard anything. And then I went last night to the place where those beans were cut that he jumped that younger buck out of. And I saw the one deer when I was at the truck. And then by the time I got the back there, she'd already worked off and didn't see anything that night. I uh, pulled the card on the camera. got that one decent young eight again. Mm-hmm. He'd been in there in the daylight. I think he's probably bedding in there. They do tend to bed in there some because it's thick where that's at and it's pretty centrally located between food and the river bottoms so but i don't know if there's anything big in there yet i still got the camera running so we'll see i'll probably i'll probably move it here if i go back there in the next week or so that's just a good spot like right now not one of my best spots if i screw something up there i'm not too worried about it because i know i got other places to go so it's kind of uh i'm getting the itch to go out there i'll go to that place if i got the right wind i'm still going to be smart about it but again if i mess something up i'm not too concerned but no i haven't been haven't been doing a lot hunting, a lot of hunting because, you know, I talked about it a lot. I don't want to use up my hunting capital where every time I go in there, every time you go in there and don't kill that buck, you're lessening your chance of killing him because you just is that much more intrusion. So I'm trying to stay out of the best spots right now because we just haven't had the the best weather. We a lot, of, a lot of the best bucks I killed was the first time I ever been in there. Yeah, and that's yeah, I mean that's there's a reason for that because like i said the more you go in there the less likely you're gonna probably be to kill that buck because you're leaving scent every time you go in there 
no matter how much you think you have sent management locked down as a comment I saw on Facebook here a little while ago. It don't matter. Yeah. Uh, you're leaving scent. You're making noise going in and out. So if anything sees you, if a doe sees you, if that buck sees you one time and knows what you are, he's used, if he knows you're hunting him, you're, I mean. And them deer can pattern you too. I don't oh care yeah. what to say. Yeah. We're yeah. patternable too. Yeah. And Just like we try to pattern the deer. If you yeah. make yourself patternable to them, like if they see your truck pull up, and then you shoot one of their buddies, or doe that night, or they see your truck pull up and you sh- they you blow out the whole field of deer, mm-hmm. they're gonna know that next time that truck pulls up, probably something bad could potentially happen. Mm-hmm. So, the like I said, I've seen that danger, happen danger, with the legion. Yeah. Stranger danger. <laughs> yeah. I've seen that happen with the legion. Yeah. Truck pulls up, potentially uh-huh. something bad can happen. Yeah. It's time to leave. Yep. <laughs> you know, you know. Everybody knows that well, one. Fry's locking down some more does. <laughs> <laughs> that was the case. Oh, yeah. are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty positive. Okay. So I've been trying to be pretty patient. And I, like yeah. I said, I've only been out four times. And really, the the first time I went, I went for like an hour. Just sat because I set up the camera. But That's like, well, that's like me this week. You know, I've had, well, I suppose I had four days off. Down to three. I go back to work tomorrow. Money whore. Well, I got other issues I got to address, but Whatever. for one, like keeping this tooth in my head. Yeah, <laughs> the only one you got left. Or no, I got more than one, but I'm focused on this you one said right now. Tooth. <laughs> so anyway, uh, for those that you don't know, I have to go to. The we den- don't care. I have to go to the dentist Wednesday, and so I'm trying to. For fear of swallowing your tooth. For fear of swallowing my tooth, but it has not prevented me from hunting. There you go. But anyway. It did uh, this morning. It did this morning. You it's, told me. It's hurting like that. That or you lied to me. No, I wasn't I lying. It hurt. <laughs> but anyways, uh, every opportunity that I've had to go hunting on my time off this week, I went to a different location. Mm-hmm. Spreading it out. Uh, spreading it out. Uh, surveying, seeing what was here and what was there and what wasn't, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got excited when we watched our videos because I hadn't had any bucks on camera there in that one property. And then, what did we say, in two days we had four uh, or five yeah, bucks. Yeah, I think five, right. And yeah. so, you know, they're moving. They just ain't moving in uh, None of them shooting hours. legal hours right, right. now. Right. Right. None of them shooting hours. Yeah. But, you know... They're going to progress. It's going to get their Yeah, their daylight movement range is going to expand as the rut gets closer. So, and that's actually one thing I talked about on the full draw Friday for that's going to come out tomorrow that will have been the past Friday when this comes out was uh, like people talking about nocturnal bucks a lot. Most of the time, the bucks are moving during the daylight, they just might not be moving on you. Mm -hmm. So, like if you've spooked that deer and now he's gone nocturnal in air quotes. More likely what happened is you spooked him over two properties, and now right. he's only making it to you at night. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they they go to where they just move at night, but like in your case where you got those bucks, now you're seeing them. They're just getting closer and closer to being in daylight. So maybe here in the next week or two, they're moving more in the daylight, and they make it to that spot where yeah, they're I still shooting been, light. I had that property one evening and one morning and I ain't been there since. Mm-hmm. You know, and... The camera told me everything I needed to know, so stay out of there. Yeah. The only thing that has really aggravated me about that property is I 
Last year I didn't have a turkey permit, and I was beat to death by turkeys. And this year I ain't seen a damn turkey out of the stand yeah. yet. We've still got them on camera, though. We've got them on camera, but I can't. Yep. <laughs> and you know what you're talking about? They're spreading out and not hunting that too much. Is what? What's the point until it's the best time of year to go in there? Either? Right. I mean, there's going to come a point where you're going to have to get a little more aggressive if you want to try to get after those. And you're going to have to push it a little bit. But once it gets to that point... Then it's like, what's it hurt? Because you're not going to get to hunt that much more anyway. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But we're not to that point yet. No. And even though I'm right next to public ground, you know, the temptations there is like, well, you know, if you get a shot one of these deer, it's okay. It may not be what you really want, but it's on public ground. If I don't shoot somebody else will. Right. You know, I, I'm trying to stay out of that mindset, and I'm mm-hmm. still trying to be. Still trying to kill mature deer and. Kill something you want, well, something you want to kill. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not just something that you're killing just because it's next to state ground. It's something you want to kill because you yep. like the deer. Yep. Yeah. For whatever reason, whether it's age or antlers or right. both. Yeah. And so, you know, it has potential to have good bucks there, but that's more or less my meat place. Right. You know, it doesn't bother me to shoot a doe out of there. Yeah. Like where they're at your house. Dad shot that one out of there and like you he talked about last week gonna kind of reevaluate what we need to do as far as that goes but we've talked about it before we're not going to hold bucks in there anyway so we're really not concerned about having too many does because that's mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be one of the biggest draws here yep. at the beginning of november right. for the bucks to come through right. so yeah if you can have somewhere else to shoot does and that's like where where i was talking about going i'd have shot a doe there no problem and not worried about intruding and bumping a buck out mm-hmm. even though i know there's potential for one to be bedding around there just not as fun to hunt very much. So if I'm looking to kill a doe, it's probably where I'm going to go. Yep. And I don't have a good chance because there's good deer numbers there. Just guessing yep. them on the right night. It is nice in the spring or whatever to look out there in my backyard and see deer going to the food plot. Yeah. Yep. You know, even if it is just does, you know. Right. Yep. So. We got anything else for this week? All good. All right. Yeah. It's... Get out there after them if you got the right wind and the right weather. Got the right spot. Try to be a little careful this time of year or, or get real aggressive, I guess. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. However you want to hunt, get out there and do it. Just be safe about it. Wear your harnesses. Be smart. We'll catch you guys again next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>